Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. We join Alan J. Huth as he shares Bible passages and comments from over 30 years of his personal Bible reading journals. Today we are in Revelation 13. We're going to read about a couple of beasts and the number 666. So let's listen to Faith Comes by Hearing's recording of Revelation 13. Revelation 13 And I saw a beast rising out of the sea, with ten horns and seven heads, with ten diadems on its horns, and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard, its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed, and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? And the beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for forty-two months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming His name and His dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. Also it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation, and all who dwell on earth will worship it, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword must he be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence, and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast, or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 666. Back in 1995, after reading Revelation 13, I wrote, Satan, dragon, gives beast power and authority. Beast, one of his heads slain and healed of mortal wound. Beast blasphemes God, wars against the saints and overcomes them. 
All will worship him except those whose name is written in the book of life. Second beast makes everyone worship first beast. He gives mark of beast to man, 666. Thirteen years later, after reading Revelation 13 in 2008, I wrote the dragon, paren Satan, paren gives power and authority to a beast. And the whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. How easily we are deceived. The beast speaks arrogant words and blasphemes against God, and he makes war with the saints. All will worship him, except those written in the Lamb's Book of Life. A second beast offers miracles and the mark. No one will be able to buy or sell without the mark. We can see this coming with scanners and chips, 666. And five years later, in 2013, I read Revelation 13 on two days, splitting the chapter. So on the first day, I wrote, The Dragon. Satan gave its power and authority to the beast. The beast was given, was allowed. It had no power or authority not allowed by God himself. Yet the beast is allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them, every tribe, people, and nation, except everyone whose name has been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb. Predestination, before the foundation of the world, question mark? Yet, Exodus 32, 32-33 says, Even if your name is in the book, it can be blotted out due to sin. Everyone not in the book of life is slain. Since God is I am, no past, present, or future, I guess this can make sense. With a timeline of past, present, and future to a human mind, it doesn't. Because why evangelize then? If everybody's predestined before the world began... The next day I finished the chapter and I wrote, A second evil beast comes from the abyss. This beast, the false prophet, deceives those who dwell on the earth. People make an idol of the first beast and the false prophet appears to bring the idol to life. It causes everyone to accept a mark on the right hand or forehead to buy or sell. Today we could see this as an implanted computer chip with all our personal information. It would be scanned to make purchases like scanner and credit cards today. It will be sold to us as more secure, no more identity theft. John saw all this thousands of years ago. Let's take a look at Revelation 13. The first beast introduced in the first verse of this chapter was given its power by the dragon or Satan. Verse 3 says, One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. We all know that man has tried to interpret these things over and over and over throughout history. The one I remember was when Mikhail Gorbachev led the Soviet Union. He had that kind of scar on his head. So everybody started wondering if he was the beast. I doubt if this beast, this creature, has walked the face of the earth yet. But uh, we know that the power that it's going to have has been given to it by Satan himself. That's what ought to get our attention. That's what ought to scare us. Verse 7 ought to also get our attention. It was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. If Christians are around at this time, and we don't know whether we will be or we won't be, this is an amazing statement. It's going to make war on us, and it's going to conquer us. It's going to be an ugly time on earth, and our faith is going to be tested like never before. So how strong is your faith right now? But verse 8 gives us some hope. And all who dwell on earth will worship it, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. So how is your name written in the book of life 
It's written there when you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you do that, you will not be conquered by Satan or the beast. Verse 10 concludes with this phrase. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Yes, friends, we will have to endure. Our faith needs to stand these kind of tests. Verse 11 introduces the second beast. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. It performs great signs. It deceives those who dwell on earth. And this beast will cause us to get the mark of the beast, the one that we can't buy or sell without. I'd like to read my footnote on this verse. It says, Marked on the right hand or the forehead, the Israelites bore God's law on their hands and foreheads to signify his authority over their deeds and thoughts. Neither the beast mark nor the seal of God on believers' foreheads have to be understood as physical features, though they may be that. Both symbolize the spiritual control of heart allegiance and behavior, either by the beast or by the lamb. But God's seal secures safety. What does the number 666 mean? Well, nobody knows. But what we do know is the number 7 is God's number of perfection or completion. So the number 666 may symbolize deficiency in contrast to divine completeness. So what is our practical application from all this? Well, first of all, when the end comes, Satan is going to empower some beasts that are going to be very difficult to resist, even for us saints. There may come a day when we will all have to make a choice about this mark of the beast. I'm not saying it is, but it could be something like a chip implanted in our foreheads or in our right hands that have to be scanned to purchase things. We can certainly see this coming our way in the future especially with all the credit card fraud that goes on now. As I said, it will be sold to us as a safety feature. Our identity won't be able to be stolen anymore because the chip will be implanted in us. In my mind's eye, I can see the day that that could come. And I'm not sure at that time whether I will think it is the mark of the beast or not. But according to Revelation, what I'm reading here, I would have to at least be cautious. But we can all see how that could certainly be a mark that you have to have to buy or sell. So again, our application is to watch. Not saying these things are occurring today, but they may occur in the future. God is not a God of surprises. He always warns his people what's coming. It's our job to know the time and the seasons, not the day or the hour. So we continue to read God's word so we can be aware of the things going on around us. Father, we pray that you would give us wisdom, knowledge, discernment as we see things unfold around us. We also pray, Lord, that you would give us great courage to stand against the devices and the deception of the enemy. Someday, Satan himself will empower powerful agents of his to deceive even the saints. So, Lord, again, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and give us courage to face the the temptations that come our way. Holy Spirit, embolden us to stand for you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.